0: G
1: T T E three sweaty guys in one room get to the point. If you are in our Twitch stream, I'm the only one paying any respect to the late, great Don Shula with my hat of choice. Um, so the other two clowns in this show, I guess, have no... That's aggressive, don't you think? ...care for the, the loss of possibly the greatest coach oh, of all time. I'm, I'm sorry, um, I don't have
2: a, a everybody.
1: I'm James Welcome back to um, Get to the point. And I do care about Don Shula.
0: What a loss of like.
1: But Bill Belichick is the best coach of all time. Okay, we're not diving into that, but I do I did see that uh Funhouse was absolutely murdering Colin Coward because he didn't uh mention the loss of Don Chula that day during his oh, show. Really? Yeah, I mean oh. Funhouse was going after him. And sometimes you're like, "Oh, wouldn't mind if Funhouse came after us, but at the same time you're like, ah, this guy's really uh <laughs> detail oriented. And if you're off your game, he's gonna get you.
2: We can't even handle negative reviews.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, real quick, quick side note:
0: the wavelengths on edition. Is this are really a fire drill? Remember, only you can prevent fire. Fire style. Fire style. Fire style. They're really, they're really tiny. No, not a fire drill. Not a fire, not a drill. fire drill. Thanks,
2: Uh-oh. thanks, fire, for telling us during the recording and not before or after it. Thank you. For well, talking. we
0: just started recording. recording. We just started recording, and then instead of going like a little, it was like you know, what's that type of communication where you tap the, you tap the thing.
2: Are you talking about Morse code? <laughs> yes.
0: They look like little Morse code. That's how small the wavelengths are
2: all right you get one fire drill a show that was your fire drill you okay. can't do it again that's a fire that. drill yeah,
1: that's a fire drill it.
2: you can't do it distracting everything yes that's that's exactly okay. what that is
1: that's my fire drill and that and that sounder that you heard um that's what Sean it is that's the, the fire drill, drill. and nice. hopefully we're going to start being able to figure out when they come. Um, but the best part about them is you never know when they're coming. So- Hopefully we can run them up to two times per show.
2: That'd be nice. <laughs> no, no, you get one. Otherwise,
1: the show would last two hours. It's You get one. That's it. That was a pretty quick fire drill. Maybe run it back later on. But continue. I couldn't no. imagine that you would get that in within the first five minutes of the show. Joe, you want me to talk about our new Madden League here. Um, I don't like the note that you put in here that's saying that I hate it. Um, I'm just still getting used to it. Well, the boys uh, of Get to the Point have joined or created a Madden 20 League. Do I understand fluid conversation? You
2: didn't have to read it out loud.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You want to get like, fluid with it, huh?
2: It's like, oh, let's just shove it along. Oh, Joe, you wanted me to talk about this? Just just bring it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that you're typing it as we go. <laughs> All right, continue, but
1: I'm the best Madden player in this There's league, no, not no, even Joe, a question. That's the point of the fire drill. It takes off all the momentum of the show. I already had a lead that I was going to set up, and then fire just kamikaze me. So well, I want to do <laughs> – okay. My right, drill, hey, I, just right. to, I, I just
0: wanted to make sure my mic is picking up the correct sound waves in order to hear me later on instead of Thank doing for 50 fire. minutes and then, you know, having to yeah. backtrack.
2: Thank you, Fire. Not to get too distracted here, the point I was trying, that Sean was trying to get here, is that earlier in the week we started a Madden league. I approached and spoke to Fire about it. We have a couple people we played football with at URI uh, in this franchise league, and then we also have a couple of their friends in it as well. Sean was very motivated to buy Madden now that he's home and he can actually play video games. So he joined the league, and all he did was complain yesterday. And actually, all I've seen him do is is play Madden every time I get on it says Sean is playing Madden 20 in franchise mode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I keep on losing too. I'm getting destroyed and I'm just making terrible decisions <laughs> with the ball. Uh, absolutely terrible decisions. Yeah, I, a I expect a, I, a I, once I, and again. I expect a lot better out of myself and I mostly it's because I think Matt Ryan is so goddamn slow. Uh I need to have a mobile quarterback and I know whenever I play Joe and I have a mobile quarterback he is frustrated <laughs> to the point of wanting to throw his controller correct that's Joe. Well, that's I mean wrong. We saw
0: Joe play mobile quarterback last week, and he had the, probably the worst loss I've ever seen in the history of <laughs> uh,
2: want I don't want to – Does Fire
1: want to give us
0: a little, a, a little recap here? I'd I love just, to hear this. Game situation, about 35 seconds left on the clock. This guy's got no timeouts. Joe's up four points. No field goal is going to save this guy. He throws a post across the middle. Wait, I he had know. three
2: timeouts. He had three timeouts with 40 seconds left. Oh, I thought he had no, none. It. But Yeah, go right. ahead. But
0: regardless, 40 seconds left. He's on his 25-yard mm-hmm. line. 75 yard touchdown post you're running cover
2: two and you were using Isaiah Simmons and you I was stop it. I was running cover three. No, I was running cover four. And afterwards it was pointed out to me that cover four is broken in Madden 20. I was running cover four, using Isaiah Simmons was supposed to be covering the middle of the field. He started to run with Lamar Jackson. I came upfield because I had I was spying him with Isaiah Simmons, and that <laughs> left open a wide open lane. Well,
0: I'm just saying it was a tough loss to see, but I could have sworn it was cover too. Anyways, I'm the best player in the Madden League right now. I have beaten two users. I've beaten Nas and Philly handedly.
2: You have to win the Super Bowl to actually be able to claim hmm. if you are or not. So That's and fair, I, but I'm just saying,
0: that Sean, you have a clear path to the Super Bowl. from The NFC is terrible. What do you mean? He has to beat me. He has a
2: losing
1: record. Right I'll destroy now. you. I'll destroy as you. As, as long as Sean, as long as you make the playoffs, you'll make you'll make the Super Bowl. Okay, Imagine- Joe. Joe. The the biggest point about us being, bringing up this uh, Madden League is that we are going to be streaming the games and getting content, right?
2: Yes, we're gonna. I'm gonna start streaming them when we play each other. If I play Fire or I play you, we're gonna stream those games too. Just so and maybe we'll probably play a couple just random play nows too, just for fun. Now that Sean is home and back, but I have the proper equipment, so we're actually gonna start. Start doing that stuff.
1: Okay, I'm all in on that. That was the the genesis. We're we're big Twitch guys now. That's that's the thing. Uh, I don't think we're yeah, ever uh, we we never really didn't want to be them, but we are just providing as much content as possible. Must content, just shove it in your face. And um, speaking of content, we're back with another bracket here, and this bracket is probably it, it's um. It's probably the most passionate thing that I'd say Jake Fire is about. So we let him take the realms on it, and it is the chain restaurant sit-down bracket. Um, Joe, we never just let one of us seed one through eight. But since Fire is the self-proclaimed uh, aficionado of these establishments, uh, we let him do that. So it's all on him. He has I mean, chalk. He has favorites here. Don't expect expect an upset from him. You're going to be getting uh, Joe and I's genuine reactions to these seedings and rankings. In all right. This order. And, Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fire. I'll take it away. And I'm just saying, I am I am a man
0: who loves a nice, casual, sit down restaurant meal. It's just this so many options. It's great. And so, you know, in my opinion, the one seed, Applebee's can't go wrong. Your friendly neighborhood Applebee's, great family establishment, a lot of a lot of options for everybody. And just a quick disclaimer, if you ever if you ever find yourself in Kingston, Rhode Island, the Applebee's in Kingston, Rhode Island is the number one Applebee's in the country. Fact
2: they're all the same i was i was gonna let you go and list off all eight of them but they're all the same that's i I promise you this applebee's is
0: is the number one in the country what's
2: different about it what's different about it
0: it's just something about it there's i've never had a better applebee's ever that Applebee's is ridiculous
2: okay that's already a hot take uh let's continue here
0: all right and then it's going up against the number eight outback steakhouse i've only been there a couple times i think it's all right decent establishment But I think there's a competitor that I think is a lot better in the same market. But the number two seed, which is also a huge favorite of mine, is the Olive Garden Italian Bistro. I love that because you can get endless salad, endless breadsticks, entree, 12 bucks.
2: Did you say buy Stro's, Like that Let s- him go. Let him that go. Let her- him. Go ahead. Let them run. Through. Right. I'm already ahead. mad. I'm already okay. mad. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Olive Garden is going to be up against the number seven highly overpriced Buffalo Wild Wings. It's $18.99 for a medium boneless wings. The only nice thing about Buffalo Wild Wings, you can mix and match the flavors. That's the only nice thing about Buffalo Wild Wings. All right, and the number three seed, Texas Roadhouse. Start off your meal with a nice, lovely, warm cinnamon butter and bread. Delicious. Can't go wrong. they got great meats and stuff, too. It's perfect. Versus the very versatile number six, Cheesecake Factory. I mean, you could walk in there and have no clue what the Cheesecake Factory is, and you can find something you like. They have like a bunch of different cooks from all over the world cooking a lot of different cultures and a lot of different cuisines. Is that what they do? They do, they do. All right, Sean, are you good? (laughs) Need to say something? No, go ahead, go ahead. All right, and then the number four seed on this list is Chili's. Welcome to Chili's. Great place, a lot of quality, a lot of delicious, versus the number five TGI Fridays. I think those are both very
1: similar establishments. Boys, what do you think? Well, okay, since you're leading the bracket, we'll go with the first uh, matchup here, right? Right, Fire? which would be Applebee's versus Outback. Um, Joe and I have a lot of thoughts on Applebee's. Yeah. Also, there is not a single thing in Applebee's that is better than a Bloomin' Onion from Outback Steakhouse. Thank you. A Bloomin' Onion from Outback Steakhouse is the most genius uh, appetizer ever conceived. It's got the sauce, the breading. It's got everything that you want. It's disgusting. It's just... It's. It's a whole meal in itself. Did you had the bloomin' onion at Texas Roadhouse. See this? The, the,
2: he was arguing with me during during the in the chat about even including Outback over Texas Roadhouse. The bloomin' onion at Outback is much better than Texas Roadhouse. Agreed. Okay, all I'm saying it was, is it, that it was created there. The, the boneless the boneless okay. buffalo tenders at Applebee's
1: is are some of the best boneless buffalo tenders you can get for a cheap deal. They're microwaved, <laughs> like fire Joe. A- The only redeeming thing for Applebee's is that on Mondays you can go there and get one dollar, whatever. uh, What is it? Vodka mixers. It's long. Long one dollar long island Ice teas.
2: Yeah, the 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 cheap drinks I think is the only positive I really get from Applebee's, which is a tremendous positive. That's enough to keep it in in half off apps. Uh, The half off apps too I like, but the the really cheap drinks is a big sell here. It's a big sell. Big sell here. So, uh, Sean, are you gonna actually pick though? What, what do you? What's your Outback decision? Outback over Applebee's. I'd rather go to Outback. Uh, I'm just. Uh, this isn't to anger Fire. I know people assume that I'm always trying to contrast Fire, but uh, I have to, we are, to. I, I have to, we to are, Outback. We got it eight over one. Okay. I. You're the one who picked the seeds. We didn't. I like Applebee's. I don't mind Applebee's. They belong. Yeah. They belong more. <laughs> thanks, Fire. I think they belong more as a fourth <laughs> <to laughs> mother- seed. A four seed or a three seed? Can you calm yourself? But besides that, though, I just I think that Outback is <laughs> a far superior seed. They shouldn't have been an eight. They have incredible appetizers. Their steaks, I think, are the best out of any chain out uh, there. I've only been there one time. It's, it's, I've only
0: it's, been I think there one it's, time. It's, Oh, okay. That's a good. That's probably that's why, the reason why. that's why I didn't know why where to put it. And you were a big fan of it, so I just put it. in. Okay. And okay. You guys are entitled to your opinions, but the Rhode Island Applebee's is the number one Applebee's in the country. Now we will move on to the next matchup.
2: Okay.
1: All righty. The there we go.
0: And we will go. We'll go to the four verse five. Chili's versus TGI Fridays. Hmm. I personally, I'm a Chili's guy. I do like Chili's. DJ, they're they're both extremely similar,
1: like almost identical restaurants. I think it isn't Fridays. I think Fridays has gone off the rails a little bit where they've turned their establishment into basically a club. Am I incorrect on I don't, that? I have not heard that, but really, I, what do you mean? I, I, don't I just know. I believe that they have uh, been incorporating on Fridays live DJs or on the weekends or maybe every day. There's a a live DJ performing and it's like electro music. I would I have rather know. him added like a Glory Days instead of two of the exact same um, restaurants. I, I don't know what Glory Days is. It's a. It's a burger joint it's a it's a big sports bar but it's okay uh,
2: yeah but bes- besides uh, the point if, if fire went with Chili's I'm gonna go with Chili's too I, yeah. I've always kind of thought that TGI Fridays has been underwhelming I if someone's like if we were driving past the TGA Friday and we were deciding where to eat I wouldn't pick the TGI Friday I think I'd be more willing to pick the Chili's so I'm gonna go with Chili's here I,
1: think 100%. I I agree with that also okay Chili's move Chili's moves on all right,
0: the next matchup we have is the number 2 Olive Garden taking on the number 7 Buffalo Wild Wings and it's just not even a question for me. I I'm I'm a huge fan of Olive Garden. I love Olive Garden, so I got to go Olive Garden. Just it's
1: a, the Bistro. It's, 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 it's the worst restaurant in America. It's the it's worst. Not, it's not. It's, it's it wouldn't it would make the 8 seed for my bracket. For I hate Olive Garden. I Sean Sean. take. It, it doesn't matter. Fire it's it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's not. It's not twelve dollars.
0: Endless oh salad, endless breadsticks, and an entree. You can't go. You can't go wrong. You you can't. You can't go wrong. Maybe get a little Alfredo sauce with
1: breadsticks. Little dip, dip. I'll never go back to Olive Garden again in my life. I never will. I just you think have it's a bad experience. No, it's just white trash. It's trashy. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. Not white trash. It is white trash. You no, know it's, what's white it's trash? super Carrabba. white trash. Carrabba's, Carrabba's is white. Trash. I'm not saying Carrabba's isn't white trash. Joe. I think it's, it's it, Italian. All right, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. there we go. Okay. Here comes the expert. I. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would say this: that I don't think Olive Garden is anywhere near what actual Italian food is. And if oh that no, hundred percent, that has to be the worst representation of Italian food ever. And I, no, agreed I, with, I agreed with all of Sean's points that I think that it, it is one of the worst restaurants chains out there. But I, wow. I have to come in here and say though. Out of any place I've ever had wings, the worst wings I have ever had are at Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) They are terrible i'm astonished i was hoping you guys would disagree with me because it actually i am passionate (laughs) about how terrible these wings are because i argue with people constantly over over how bad they are people are like oh how do you not like buffalo wild wings they're known for their wings just because they're known for their wings doesn't mean they're actually good they're crap the sauce is terrible they just have a ton of them and they're not actually consistent go to a local place um, you know, somewhere that's small. I want somewhere that has like wooden chairs or benches. That's where I want to get my wings. Somewhere that not not that many people like. That's not like a big brand name. Put
1: per- Buffalo Wild Wings in here, and not Wingstop Fire. Yeah, well, uh, Wingstop. Not Wingstop.
2: Wing, Wingstop's fast food. Wingstop's uh, wh- fast food. Yeah, it, it, we'll it, save it that. For sit down food. at Wingstop. We'll save that for that's the fast food fast food uh, but you go up and order at the at the counter. So are you are
0: you guys going with uh, that's true the, are, you, are you guys going with the fake Italian food or oh the God. overpriced chicken whatever it is. I'm picking
2: I'm, I'm picking, sh- I'm picking uh, Italian <laughs> Italian the crap. Yes, Joe.
1: Sean, that. I just want to I just want to hear your vote. Hear no, your vote. no, I'm not voting. This is the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. worst matchup on, on earth. It's like seeing the Ravens play the Patriots. It's just absolute uh, garbage. All right. That's like, those are great games, but besides We're the like
2: point. Bengals, Browns. All
1: right. <laughs> Texas
0: Roadhouse, the number three C so taking on the number six Cheesecake Factory. Have you have you both had both? Have you guys had both yeah. restaurants?
1: Yes. Um I'm gonna enter I'm gonna I'll start this one off. The Texas Roadhouse the last time i went there it was a big team affair and i ordered a new york strip just a 12-ouncer you know nothing too crazy Gadual. and it was so delicious that it has put me on the texas roadhouse bandwagon for life i don't so, think there's anything that can knock me off of it it's the cool best question. steak that i've had at a, at a chain restaurant that isn't like a legitimate steakhouse. I know it's Texas Roadhouse steaks and Outback steaks, whatever. But you, you know what a real steakhouse is? This is the best out of out of any of the chains is the Texas Roadhouse.
0: So I have I have a quick question because I know you 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 raved about the Bloomin' onion from Outback Steakhouse. How do the steaks from Texas Roadhouse compare to Outback? Are better.
1: And I and I'm telling you, at least that New York Strip. I know people love the Outback Steakhouse. Um, my grandma swears by it. A lot of people that I know swear by Outback. They all. Uh, I know my grandma used to go to uh, Outback every year for her birthday. Um, but uh, Texas Roadhouse's steak has really swayed me. I'm taking it over Outbacks. Joe.
2: So for me here, I agree with a lot of the points that Sean put out there. I think it's really close between Outback and Texas Roadhouse in terms of the quality of their steaks. I would say it'd be a 1A, 1B for me. I think they're both really good for their quality. I wouldn't get a steak at any of the other places on this list, especially Applebee's of all places. But I think that the, the reason why I'm picking Texas Roadhouse here is just strictly alone from the rolls that they have. The rolls and the butter uh, that they offer when yep. you sit down are so freaking Good. So that good, is, sex that, in my mouth. Oh my
1: god, <laughs> that's graphic. I think you got to.
2: I'm
1: just. saying. You got to butcher that it, whole thing,
2: Sean. I don't know if he can. Nah, that's fine. That's
0: fine. <laughs> it's just so good. But yeah, um, I,
2: I'm sticking with the because of the rules. I got to yeah, go I'm, Texas Roadhouse as well.
0: Know. The Cheesecake Factory is great. They have so much variety, but Texas Roadhouse is just. Mm. All right, okay. And now we have Chili's taking on Outback Steakhouse. Sean, start off. Outback over Chili's.
2: Joe, um, yeah, that's easy for me. I'm gonna have to go Outback. Outback is one of my favorite restaurants on this on this list. I, I'm so offended that you made them an eight seed. Uh, Chili's doesn't even, I, even compare. Not I just even. have to.
0: I, I have to go Chili's just because of my inexperience at Outback. But from All what right, I, I've only been there one time, it was good. One time I went, but I've had. More experience with Chili's. Anyways, Outback moves
2: on. See, I'm glad you did that instead of intentionally picking against things that you hate despite not trying the other like you did last week.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't do that, but it was man. All right. Slim Jim sucks. Anyways, <laughs> <I did. laughs> Slim Jim's a bad. Anyways, uh, we have all yeah. taken on Texas Roadhouse. We don't even need to entertain this one because Texas Roadhouse is moving on. So now we have Outback Steakhouse taking on Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse, and we kind of Sean. Yeah, I mean you, you kind of you like you like the steaks, but you like the bloomin' onion.
1: Yeah, it's it's basically you you you, you have the big two seeds. The steaks from Texas Roadhouse and the bloomin' onion from Outback, and their are steaks. But Joe already. um he already put the case out for it. It's the rolls. It's the Texas Roadhouse rolls, uh, and they're just uh, wait,
2: wait, wait. Can can I wait? Can, I don't mean to interject here. Wait, how, did did you skip a matchup or something? How did you end up with Outback against Texas Roadhouse?
0: Is that not because what you I did? didn't, because I didn't even need to entertain the Olive Garden versus versus Texas Roadhouse. It, yeah, it was he just he, he knows.
2: Like, was... Okay, that you blew past that so quickly, I didn't even register. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Sean. I was just like, wait, wait how did we get here? No,
0: because I didn't even need to hear you guys banter about how artificial their Italian food is.
1: I would barely call it food.
2: Okay, all right. Sean, I didn't mean to cut you (laughs) off. Go ahead and wrap.
1: Uh, Yeah, the Texas Roadhouse rolls, in addition to their steaks, I think are greater than Outback's Bloomin' Onion and Steak. So I'm going to have to give my nod in the finals to Texas Roadhouse.
0: I I personally um, you know I can't relate to Outback. I've had Outback a couple times, and their steak was delicious from when I had it. But I'm going to have to go with Texas Roadhouse as well.
2: All right, so we're gonna. So you guys are picking Sean. What are you like staring at really who, closely?
1: Who who was the buffoon that tried to spell restaurant like that in the in the dock? <laughs> <laughs> where
2: is that I not like, right that
1: not i feel me. like i'm gonna have a stroke by, <laughs> by trying to read how that was spelled it was
2: <laughs> that was that was me okay <laughs> who do you think i just <laughs> I
1: was just so confused
2: who can't um, spell um okay if i had to pick here between the two i will admit i really like outback but I, I managed to sway myself off of this just based on thinking about those roles. And like this is pre-dinner when we're doing the show. So if I'm thinking <laughs> about something, it's it's gonna be enough to carry it over. I'm picking
1: Texas Roadhouse. So the Texas Roadhouse is the winner? Unanimously. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it's the first unanimous winner we've had. Wow. A three and an eight seed in the finals. That's absolutely electric. I, I very much enjoy this style of bracket more than the random seedings. I'd like to continue with this style of bracket if that's if that's okay, I with a, you gentlemen. I, I, I got, I got a fast food. I got, I got a fast food bracket coming next week.
2: Or, or, or another thought, we could do another thought. We could do is we could let, let people on Twitter uh, vote and pick the seeding. That's another thought.
0: Okay. Yeah, we can we can we can gauge all aspects that we want
1: to discuss. See that. All right. As always, we're a sports show, and I really like the direction that Joe put us in here uh, for today's show with a full NFL offseason recap and closeout. Obviously, there's still more deals going on, like uh, Jadavion Clowney still unsigned, Cam Newton still unsigned, all these uh, big names still unsigned. But for the most part, we're done and we can see how these teams are structured. And we'll start off on the positive note here with the best move of the offseason season. Everyone's got different ones here. Okay. Um, one's not a shocker, and two are pretty good. Um, Which Joe, why one, don't you start us off? Hold on, hold on. Which one is, is in the shocker? Which name uh, is yours? yours. Okay. Uh, actually, fire, uh, start us uh, off, because that's the most boring one. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. All right. Well, I
0: don't think it's very boring, even though this makes me sick to my stomach, you know, that this happened, and the Bucks have acquired Brady and Gronk. I feel like they have really enhanced their ability to be a playoff contender. By, you know, landing that deal alongside Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and great defense behind them. I think it's I think they have all the assets and the Tristan uh, Worf's pick. I think that should make sense. Bucks are going to make a push for the playoffs.
2: Bucks are going to go 7 and 9. My pick for the best move of the offseason is that I think that that trade for Deandre Hopkins it was basically highway robbery with the, with what they were able to do to, to trade for him not having to move a first round pick. Thanks for holding up that picture there, Sean. Oh, sorry, uh, I didn't realize. Uh yeah, you've been doing that the whole show. I wasn't going to get like get, get, my get in my head but to go and get a top 3 wide receiver in the league for your team and not have to spend a first rounder and then also part ways with a running back that wasn't working with your system that was overpaid in David, jo- not overpaid in David Johnson, but just wasn't worth the the money that he was getting for for the offense and the team that they were uh, trying to build with the, the air raid type offense that Cliff Kingsbury wanted. So you get rid of David Johnson, you end up flipping all that stuff and bringing in DeAndre Hopkins, a total threat at the receiver position. He is going to be the focal point of the receiving group, even with Larry Fitzgerald there. You still have Andy Isabella. You have Christian Kirk. You've got a really talented group across the board. I just think that Kyler Murray has so many fun weapons to play with. He is going to throw for some serious yardage and touchdown marks this year, and it's going to be crazy to see what he's doing. I would say that we're gonna we're gonna see a huge step up from him, but Kyler Murray already had a really good first year with limited resources. He's gonna take that step forward, continue to progress, and work well within these constraints of this uh, Cliff Kingsbury air raid style offense.
1: I don't mind that. Uh, really good rationale there. Yeah, mine, um, mine. I went with Stefan Diggs being picked up by the Bills. Obviously, not a, a, a free agency pickup, but it was a trade, uh, and I think that. Josh Allen, with his resources that he had last year, was phenomenal. And I think Stefan Diggs is, I think he's right on that bubble of elite, of, of a receiver. Uh, he's a phenomenal route runner, and he's a vet. He's going to bring, bring uh, veteran leadership to that Bills team, and he's going to help out Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is more talented than Kirk Cousins is, and I think Josh Allen is going to be able to feed the ball better to Diggs and Cousins. Um, and that's not a knock to Cousins. I just think that... Allen was never or uh, Diggs was never that satisfied with how things were in Minnesota. So in um, Buffalo, he's the he's the big piece there. He is their primary receiver. He's their big target. And I think that's what he wants. And I think that's best for the team also. I I think that's a really under or overlooked move um, in the offseason. I, I think yeah. it's the best one made. I think I think that move
0: would have been a, a lot more valued if Josh Allen sh- has showed more abilities to throw the ball. I think he doesn't do a great job of hanging in there. He's great in his legs. He's got he's very athletic, but he needs to prove that he can hang in there and throw the ball in tighter situations. Yeah, and I he, think he's
1: shown more than, than you're giving him credit for. He
2: didn't for surpass something. 60% completion percentage, so I, I see where you're coming from their fire. And, the, and I think there were some people that were really discouraged by this move because they were saying, why would you trade your first round pick for a receiver with a year that you could have drafted a, a very talented player in the first round like Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager, you know, any of these receivers in this incredibly deep, talented receiver class. But the, the truth of the matter is, is the receivers in the NFL now don't transition well right off the bat they usually take a little bit of time you're getting a guy that you know is proven a guy that's going to come in dominate get a thousand yards for you or surpass that and be able to be that go-to guy for josh allen so i i really am a fan of that that stefan Diggs trade it's a huge move for them because they they needed so much help uh, in, in
1: terms of their offense if for those people that 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 don't agree with a first rounder for a top 10 wide receiver in the league i well, you draft just that year. first rounder. I know, but what if it's a Josh Doxson? What if it's a Laquan Treadwell that you drafted in the first round? And what then if it's that, Amari Cooper. It, or, yeah. And then, well, what do you mean Amari Cooper? The Amari Chandler. Cooper trade for Dallas went. Perfectly for that. I'm one. just that was saying ex- he, he was, was first-round draft pick that was
0: good. I'm saying like you take a risk drafting wide receiver in the first round regardless, but there was major payoffs.
1: Yeah, but the move for him as a, as a veteran or as a third-year guy in the league to Dallas for a first rounder was better than the writers just selecting him off of RIP. I'd say if we're going to calculate what had more value and weight, I'd say that the trade was more the, than the initial draft pick.
0: So the, the, the whole dilemma is, do you want to trade for a wide receiver that has proven value, or do you want to take the risk on somebody not have to pay them as much?
2: Proven if- value. Proven value if you're in the Bills situation where the Patriots are incredibly weak right now. You, you have to do something to... Create a spark. You need something that is going to help this season because this is the season for them to win the AFC East. They knew that they're down. They're on their knees. They're not ready to compete the same way that they have before. So you need to go get somebody that you know can play right away immediately. I understand you're a young team, but you can't mess around. And that's why their-
0: I say that, that's by the way
2: with Diggs because
0: he is the talent and they can't they don't have the luxury to be yeah. able to gamble on a first round pick.
1: I mean, exactly. Who, who would, in the East, AFC East, who would you rather go in against Stefan Gilmore and Byron Jones? Um what what's his name? Um Justin Jefferson. No, John, uh, John Brown, who
0: uh, they have, or yep. Stefan
1: Diggs. Obviously you want Stefan Diggs. i w I'm making the point that it's a good it's a good signing because they needed uh, yeah, that's just to all the people that, that might not agree or – the, the it, I don't know. People get finicky about these types of moves, and I'm always for these types of moves. Oh, my bad. I was looking at my way for <laughs> Four seconds of silence. Perfect. Now on to <laughs> <Ta-da>. the worst <laughs> – now, for the uh, to complement the worst transition in show history, we're going to go with the worst <laughs> move of the NFL offseason this year. Uh, Joe, why don't you start us off here? It's pretty blatant in looking at all these
2: teams and the moves that they made. There's one team that had such an underwhelming offseason, especially seeing key players leave a Hall of Famer leave, actually two Hall of Famers leave, for that matter, and just not may- spending any money. That is the New England Patriots. <sighs> so they let they let Tom Brady go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They let Rob Gronkowski go by trading him, even though he was retired. They let Kyle Van Noy go to the, the the Miami Dolphins. They failed. Jamie Collins to the lines. Jamie Collins to the lines. They failed tremendously to bring back a lot of their veterans. This is a a team that is younger than it typically is. It has limited cap room. It was paying the wrong players to keep and retain them. And then on top of that, they didn't draft a single quarterback or receiver in the draft. That is really my my worst offseason move. It's not drafting a quarterback that you can be confident in. They were in a position to take Jordan Love if they wanted to take that risk. They were in a position to draft a receiver at 23. They needed some type of offensive help. Instead, they decided to avoid it. And honestly, I think this is a position for them to uh, to just see what happens. And if they do poorly, they're going to go after Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance or Justin Fields. They're going to have to draft someone next year because rolling with Jared Stidham is a tremendous mistake. He is not going to be the answer for them. He is not going to be uh, the next Tom Brady, the next Matt Castle, the next Jimmy Garoppolo. He's we'll going to be average. We'll He's going to struggle mm-hmm. offensively. They're going to barely move the ball, and then we'll they're going to they're going to they're going to be at the bottom of their division to the point where they're going to be drafting and going after a quarterback. It's not going to be a good year for the Patriots because of their lack of commitment to fixing glaring issues and also letting veterans walk.
0: Well, they retained Joe Thune, so they
2: got a good offensive line in place. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that one thing's going to definitely keep them afloat.
0: All right, Uh, fire. Well, um, my my worst move of the offseason is the Bears taking on Nick Foles' Twenty-one million dollar contract, where they have well they already paid Mitch Trubisky, a upload of money. I, I, don't, I don't even know what that word I just said. I just didn't want to swear, so epload. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean that, that the Bears team is so good. I understand why they're taking on Nick like Nick Foles because they need something there because Mitch Trubisky just can't get it done, and they have such a great defense behind him, and they have weapons on offense. And I just I understand why they did it. It's just huge hit to the salary cap and i don't
1: know how long they can take that why haven't teams learned their lesson yet why didn't they take why haven't they learned it well they learned after the rams signing of nick Foles, and then he goes back to philly he does what he did in philly and then he goes to the jags and you're like oh maybe it'll work out this time doesn't work Work, out broke his collarbone to be fair why doesn't another why do these teams not understand that Nick Foles is a Philly quarterback through and through, and outside of Philly, it's not working for him. I don't know what that is. I don't know why he can't do that anywhere else, but it's, it's just been a pattern throughout his entire career where if he's in Philly, he's the man. If he's not in Philly, he's a, a, a backup. It's so stupid of the Bears to have signed him. And I'm also mad at the Bears, wh- who I had as the worst offseason move of my, uh my year, signing Jimmy Graham to a two-year, $16 million contract with $9 million guaranteed. It's blowing money. They're just throwing money away. Whereas the Steelers signed Eric Ebron, uh, a, a much better tight end, especially gauging off last year, or at least the last three years, uh, who signed the Steelers for two years 12 million you could have signed 4 million with ebron you could have just not gotten graham first of all Uh, it's so it's baffling to me how you could get uh as much production as jimmy graham has given in the last four or five years of his career with a a mid a mid-ranking tight end or a a backup tight end on another team Uh, but we're still paying him first string money because of how well he played in the first five years of his career it it, it it makes no sense we don't know when this guy is washed up when he was really washed up three years ago yeah, you guys are both s on the Bears here,
2: which rightfully so. They, they're they a team that needed to fix things with their offensive line, and they need a little bit more oomph defensively with departures the previous offseason. You go and you bring in a quarterback to compete with the guy that's already struggling, which is just going to make things worse because it's going to hit his confidence having to deal with a guy that's breathing down his neck, and then you spend all that money on a tight end that's over the hill. I just don't see it. This team is going to have a terrible record uh, in 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 2020, I don't see how they can compete really with any of the top two teams in the NFC North. Like they have, uh, they have to go. How are they going to beat the Vikings and the Packers? It's just not going to work. They'll probably beat the Lions, but uh, facing off against the Vikings and Packers twice a year, they don't have the offensive capabilities to face those defenses uh, uh, twice a season. It's just not going to work.
1: They most certainly do not. God, the Bears are infuriating, and all I want to do is see the Bears be good. Exactly. Um, so- Bears. Well, did he say he likes it or doesn't like him? He does. I do. He does, I do. yeah. Alright, well, now we're looking on to the future here. Uh, offensive Rookies of the Year predictions. I like this um, this setup that we have. Fire, why don't you start us off with yours?
0: I mean, mine's pretty much point, Blake, right in your face, what everybody's thinking. I'm taking taking Joey B, Heisman winner, national champion. I just think he's just done, he's done things that no other college quarterback has done in the history of football. And so, you know, I think he's just going to come in. He's got A.J. Green, and he's coming back healthy, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I think he's going to be the best candidate for rookie of the year.
2: I like Joe Burrow, and I think that he's going to be the solution for their problems for the next five to ten years. But looking at their situation right now, he is going to struggle like a lot of rookie quarterbacks do struggle with bad situations. I think he'll do recently – but Kyler was getting helped out by an offense that was designed for him. I don't really know if Zach Taylor is going to do that. I think that Joe Burrow is going to have a good year, but I don't think he's going to compare to some of these other otherworldly talents we have in this offensive group of rookies. My pick – Wait, what do you – Who won you? it last year?
1: Kyler didn't win it last year, did he? No,
2: Kyler did win it last
1: year. He did? He did, it. He yes. did win it last year, yes. Oh. Pretty year was me.
2: Saquon Barkley, so he's Pardon not going to do what I'm, Kyler did. I'm, He'll have a good year, but he's going to have a lot of issues playing for that Bengals team. My pick has to be Jerry Judy, wide receiver from the Broncos. I, I was torn between the top three receivers taken. I was debating C.D. Lamb. I decided to go with Judy because I think that he is in the best possible situation. That Broncos team is pretty strong offensively and growing and developing. I think
1: Drew Locke is, is going to be have Over a really Jack good Prescott year. Matt Prescott throwing the ball with the best uh, offensive line in football? Can
2: you hear me out? Can you hear me out? Go ahead. I, like, all I was trying to get at is you have Cortland Sutton. You have a, a strong run game with Melvin Gordon and Philip Dorsett. I just like all of those pieces that they have in this offense that it's young, and he's going to be the primary receiver for them. I think Cortland Sutton's good, but I think that at uh, Jerry Judy and the, the amount of faith that they're putting in him is going to be um, – is going to point towards him being their their primary receiver, their focal point, and he's going to he's going to have over a thousand yards receiving.
1: Whoa! I don't think so. Um, is his name, name Philip they the running back for the Broncos? No, it's that's Philip Lindsay. Oh crap! Did Lindsay, I say yeah? Phil uh, yeah, I got twisted up. Did I mess up, or were you trying, to, you no, were no, trying no, no, to? No, 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 no you, you, you messed up. I was just i I okay. forgot. Oh, Lindsay was the last name. Um. If we're going wide receivers, CD Lamb—that's that's who it is. Uh, you have your own rationale. That's cool. That's fine. Um, but I, I don't know. There's not a better wide receiver in this rookie class than CD Lamb. But CD Lamb is neither is not my rookie of the year either. I'm going with running back Jonathan Taylor for the love Colts. that pick. Love that pick. I, I don't know why he slipped to the second round, but running back slipped to the it's second round. Good. I think he is no. very good. I think that Wisconsin and Indianapolis are are, are pretty parallel thinking there joe and they're not that big of an aired out and they haven't had a really great running back there in a while i know marlon max has exceeded expect he's exceeded expectations but that's just because they were low to start with jonathan taylor is at like mediocre expectations i think he's gonna skyrocket i think he has got everything they were looking for and a three down back I, I, he's gonna have a great year, and he's gonna dust Burrow and Judy. He doesn't these,
2: bring anything to the table. He reminds me a lot terms, of
1: Saquon Barkley. He uh, reminds me a lot. Thank you, no, Fire. I, wait, I'm wait, wait Squam but Barkley possibly? Wait, wait, wait.
2: Don't don't say that he's a he's the ideal the three downback. He is not, he doesn't bring that much to the table in terms of what he does is in the in the receiving game. But I will say I like this pick because of the the Indianapolis Colts offensive line. They have a top three offensive line in the NFL. Is extremely talented. Phillip Rivers is not going to be throwing it 35 times a game. They're going to run the rock. They're going to run it with Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, and I think Jonathan Taylor is going to end up having more carries out of the two of them. He has a lot of talent. It's just a matter of if he stays healthy. If he's on the field for all 16 games this year, the guy has 900-plus touches of tread on him from his career at Wisconsin, so you don't know for sure if he'll be fine.
1: I guarantee you he goes over 1,000 enough. enough. No, he I go, will. I, I bet he goes over 1,000 also. But does he, he get more yards games? than Saquon next year. But what, he, what do you he mean does he play games? every game? Uh, Saquon doesn't play every game.
2: Saquon played every game his rookie year. He didn't have as many touches as Jonathan Taylor coming in. He missed, he missed a number of games in the middle of the season because of an ankle injury. Like, last year? Uh, yeah, last year because okay, of a freak so ankle injury.
1: Are you not saying, "Oh, Saquon Barkley is going to have a great year, but I hope he stays healthy"? You could say that for everybody. I hope. I, I hate this argument from you. Wait, I no, hope Joe it, it, makes talking, it, first, it makes sense. We're talking. It makes it makes sense when
2: talking about a running back. That is he healthy been, now? Is he healthy? Yeah, he nine hundred. He's healthy. He he's 900 healthy 900 now. You
1: buffoon. The running back position is the only position for you. is in his 16th yeah. league. You can't, He's an anomaly. Yeah, an but anomaly. You, you can't gauge how long
2: these running backs are going to last. You and just can't. T- and Todd Gurley has uh arthritis in his knees. The point here is that the running back six position, years. The running back position is the only position that you can at least correlate how long that they can stay on the field and if they can play full seasons based on how many touches they've had. Guys start to fall off because they get tackled and hit
1: a ton during games. Jonathan okay, so Taylor. Saquon isn't going to have a good year this year because he was he was hurt last year. Is that what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying. I'm that's saying, exactly what you're saying.
2: I didn't say Jonathan Taylor wasn't going to play.
1: My who is there. at more of a risk right now to be hurt <laughs> next year? Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Jonathan Dude, Taylor over Saquon Barkley. Who? He has a career touches. That's ludicrous. that's ludicrous. That's ludicrous. You're oh, stupid. Show. You're I'm stupid. Not stupid. Saquon also has an NFL injury uh, under his belt and two seasons of NFL touches. So I don't. I'm not taking that from you, Joe. Those hits are different in the NFL, Joe.
2: Besides the point, though, 900. I, but you're you're tearing apart my, my point here. That's my, exactly what I'm trying to do. All I said to you is that if he plays all 16 <laughs> right? games. I said all all I said was if he plays all 16 games, and you got all in a fit because I pointed out that, that that's a possibility. You wanted to. to, to it's a possibility in, with any player, Joe. It's if more he plays, of a possibility, possibility with him than any running back in this rookie class. I don't think he missed a college game. He didn't. He had 900 touches though. That is a that, lot shows that shows hey,
1: fire. durability. Would you rather have it a guy t- that had 400 touches but tore his ACL two in two years in his college career or a guy that had 900 touches and didn't miss one it's, game? It's Who would not, you, I'd rather you rather have? have I'd
2: rather have neither. But I'd rather have the guy that has I'd rather have two,
0: neither. Joe, that shows durability. It shows that he can take it and get back uh. up and keep, keep playing. It's true. You can you at can all touches you want. I gone, bet you man. he has more injury
2: problems than you think. But you guys don't take into account stuff that, that talent evaluators take into account when they talk about running backs. They talk about the fact that you have to be at least a little bit wary of, of issues with injuries. And the other thing, too, that you didn't even touch on, which could really derail his season, is he's. Fumbling issues. He had a lot of security issues at Wisconsin. You don't think that's going to come out going that's against the guys concern. like Toyl Mack? I think that's that's, a, that's also legi- both of those things are legitimate concerns. And I think it's, injury, not really.
1: I, I think it's dumb issue. to turn a,
2: a blind eye to to injury possibilities with guys that have nine hundred plus. It's dumb touches.
1: to turn a blind eye to injury problems with anybody. Hold on. Uh, let's see here. Saquon Barkley through three years at Penn State, six hundred and seventy-one rushing attempts. That's not even um, his uh, total touches, receiving 102 receptions. So that's now 700. 773. Look up Jonathan um, Yeah, 773 plays. Okay. That's so that. different from Jonathan Taylor, isn't it, buddy? Isn't yes, it? but
2: right but now, Saquon has the same amount of touches as Jonathan Taylor has uh, in, in their
1: careers. Right? You're telling me? You tell me, Saquon Barkley has only had 129, uh, 27 touches in the NFL. He has
2: he's had more than that, but it the, that, what you're the fact me? the fact that that Don't. number isn't far off though is it, it, oh,
1: college, That's the college touches.
2: 926 you know that, rushing right? attempts, 42 receptions for Jonathan Taylor. So that is over 950 touches for a a, a running back coming into this league. That is, I bet you that is close to as many as Saquon. But Bar- I don't want to sit here and argue semantics. I just
1: did the Saquon stuff.
2: I just did it. No, but my point is that Saquon plus his NFL touches is is probably around 950.
1: You're not going to get as much as you. Th- you're, it's just, you're, you're ignoring okay, something you that's more right important there. than anything. Just All hold right. on, I'm finding it right now because I, I you're just you're out of your mind. Dude. You're ignoring something that's more important than you think it is. He's got 621 touches in the NFL. He's got thirteen hundred total touches, college and NFL. So yeah, Joe, I think I, I think the
0: touches, the touches argument is kind
1: of irrelevant. Rushing he's and receiving, twenty eighteen, durable, age twenty one, three hundred and fifty two touches, twenty nineteen, age twenty two, two hundred and sixty nine touches. Add oh, that right. up, you get six hundred and twenty one. Okay, how, right. how little do you think he's touching the ball? And All he's right. been that's,
2: hurt. That's my fault. That was a miscalculation. But I don't think. Um, I don't, I don't think you can ignore the fact that the dude's touched the ball 950 times.
0: Well, he's shown that he can take it, so I think it's a very you, valid point. All righty.
1: Oh, Joe, now on well, the defense, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I was fired. Well. The- <laughs> Joe, fire. actually, I, I, I love your pick for the defensive rookie of the year. Okay. But let's hear it, Joe.
2: Yeah, you told me it beforehand, uh, before the show. And I was saying this, that I was trying to go against the easy top five picks with uh, Jeff Okuda or Chase Young. I think that they're going to be right up there, if not going to win it, just straight up. But I wanted to go with someone that was a little bit off the the path here. I think that we, we tend to see defensive players Outside of the first round, end up being in potential for uh, for winning this. I had to go with Grant Delpit, the safety that was drafted by the Browns out of LSU. He slid yeah. really far, a lot further than people expected. And if we're talking about positions that typically win this award, it's it's more often than not defensive backs in in the in in this past decade or so that we've seen. I, I'm I haven't, I don't have it pulled up, but if you think about the the recent years, you get guys like guys like Marshawn Lattimore who've won it. It, it's more often than not defensive backs. And I think that uh, Grant Delpit is really in the perfect situation to shine on a defense that was one good safety away from stepping in and taking over. I, I think Delpit has so much potential, and he just didn't tackle well at LSU. And I think that he has a really good supporting cast that he doesn't even really need to tackle that well. Sean, are you eating a Slim Jim?
1: Was, I'm literally about to throw up. I'm about show. to throw up i got really fire fire go ahead give us your um rookie of the year defense right, well, well joe i really
0: do like 100 percent agree with that i think grant double it was a great pick don't open it in the mic that's oh, i'm sorry my bad. My bad, but,
1: um, it's disgusting uh, it's a tabasco season also
0: i i personally think that the uh, defensive rookie of the year will be isaiah simmons just because of how versatile he can be he can cover the slot cover the tight end cover running backs and I can't do this watching Sean eat Slim Jims. I can't do it.
2: Then look away. Look away, you buffoon. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, but that, that, that's my main point. He's just such okay. a versatile player, and he can... Play anywhere you need him. Need him to with the defense.
2: Yeah, I like Isaiah. I like oh, Isaiah Simmons. The only thing though is, I feel like linebackers just don't get the same amount of love as some of other players do. I, I think Simmons is going to have an immediate impact for that Cardinals defense, but I just I think that he's going to end up getting bumped down. For the, the, the bias
0: of the media, I feel like I feel like most linebackers do just get you know thrown by the wayside, but I think he might get more coverage and more recognition because he's able to cover. He's able to do more things than a normal linebacker.
1: I agree. Okay, my rookie of the year. Um, I actually like both of yours a lot. Uh, you I'm reflect, going with, your, your, your voice is like covered in <laughs> slinging like, grease. I'm going with uh, Chase Young, um, the new addition for the Washington Redskins, and I think they're just going to let him, not roam free, but they're going to let him do his thing on the defense, and they're going to prime him to make as many plays that he, uh, that he can. And I think... If all the potential and all the talk that we've heard about this guy, how uh much of a freak he is, and how talented he is, if that's true and all that hype lives up, and now you have Jack Del Rio calling the plays for that defense, then I'm pretty excited about that because Jack Del Rio is a really good defensive coach. And I think that um I think that Chase Young is just an absolute stud. Um I don't think there's any more discussion needed on the defensive rookie of the year joseph is that tiny tim yeah it's in the background loud as usual yep loud (laughs) as usual (laughs) that means it is clown of the week time (laughs) uh joe i don't know what you're referring to i barely know what fire is referring to um who wants to go first i'll go first so
2: my reference is nothing in in (laughs) pop culture I, i actually really like fires um, I just had this thought the other day, I was, I was working out, I was going to my, my local high school that is the, one of the few fields that are actually open, and I, I saw there's this no guy, way. I saw this guy, yeah, I know there's, there's so few fields that actually I can get to, but uh, there was a guy that was in the parking lot running laps in jeans, and I just, I immediately thought to myself, Who, how the hell does anyone work out in jeans? How does anyone do that? And, and for, Weird, for some reason, to get you know, a Honestly, but for some reason, I don't know why, since this whole coronavirus quarantine thing has broken out, I have seen more people running and working out in jeans than I've ever seen. Is it that people that don't know how to properly work out are just going outside now all of a sudden? Props to them, but please wear some sweatpants if you're cold. I don't (laughs) You have to own something. I don't understand it. I haven't. I haven't seen
0: one person work out in a pair of jeans this whole time. I don't know.
2: I, I, I don't know if it's, look, I'm, I'm sure it's nothing related, but like I've it's seen like three thing. or three or four yeah. people in jeans. Maybe it's the same guy I keep seeing. I think I've seen him multiple times, but besides the point, it's just, I don't know how you can run in jeans. They're heavy. They're baggy. They're uncomfortable. You look awkward.
1: It's I, restrictive.
2: Yeah. Good for him for getting Sean, out, but come on, man. Sean, you go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, Joe sent me this tweet, uh, as normally how we find our Clowns of the Week. Um, Benjamin Solak on Twitter decided to use his tweets on May 1st this year. He's thinking about this at 4.51 in the afternoon. As the weather warms, a necessary reminder. Fruit is largely pointless. Have never eaten a fruit and been satisfied. Maybe berries if you eat enough. Well, that's not how that works. All melons, citrus, and most stone fruits are wastes of a chew. This is a waste of a tweet. Apples and bananas are overrated. Eschew kiwis unconditionally. Um, This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. The the stupidest. Uh, Fruit isn't pointless. Uh, It's incredibly healthy for you. Uh, You want to talk about the vitamin impact. Um, I'm not talking about juices because as my first college offensive line coach told me that juice will literally kill you just because of how sugary it is, um, all of that. But fruit as a whole is very good for you, Benjamin. And berries, I think progressively get worse the more that you eat. It's normally the first couple handfuls that are really good. So you're wrong there. Uh, bananas aren't overrated. Bananas uh, are very good. You can eat Love the you, 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 It's a delicious, delicious fruit. Apples, uh, have you ever had an apple pie? You asshole. Um, <laughs> green apples, I think, are a, probably a top five fruit in my book. I'm not a huge fan of red apples. That's just me. I know a lot of people are. I know a lot of people like red grapes over green grapes. Yeah, those people suck also, but that's my opinion. They have their opinion. But the thing is, we like fruits. And you don't because you weren't born on this planet and you probably didn't have parents that wanted you to enjoy the taste of beautiful food. Um, Honeycomb apple is the best one.
2: I'm honestly not a fan of that guy. I had him on a show for one of my giant, the giant show. I don't, I I don't see that. I don't see it. I don't know how he's verified. I don't know how, how he is so much. So much of a following. It seems like if you just memorize a bunch of material, you're a draft analyst. I i don't get it. I think that that is a horrible take. Um, you are an incredibly unhealthy person if you think that about fruit. That's disgusting. All
0: right. And for my clown of the week, I have Elon Musk and his newborn son,
2: and the name of Elon gave- Musk. He gave his son the name X-A-E-A- It's actually wait, It's actually pronounced. It's eh is the way you pronounce that. Oh, uh, right. sorry. I did the research. So it goes X-A-12,
0: eh. and I have I have what each part of the name means. The X refers to the unknown variable, the eh refers to my elven spelling of ai and love for artificial intelligence the a-12 is the precursor to the sr-17 the couple's favorite aircraft no weapons no defenses just speed great in battle but non-violent and then the plus a the a equals the arc a arc the archangel my favorite song metal rat so, yeah, that's their child. Just
2: name your kid Brian. Yeah. yeah. Imagine having to fill out a job application or something or, like, your
1: SATs with that name. Like, yeah. <laughs> you well, so Is a that job. legitimate? Is that, like, on the birth certificate? <laughs> no, that's for real. 100%. That's real. Oh, that's foolish. You're just giving that kid a harder life. I know. <laughs> he's going to change name. He's a more billionaire time. anyways. He's yeah. a billionaire anyways, so he's fine. Well... Okay, well, now that I heard the shower water running, shower it pister. must mean time for shower, shower pissers. We're now on to... Shower pisters,
0: shower pisters, shower pister, pister.
1: Remember, only you can prevent... Fire!
0: Firestyle! style.
1: Joe, no, don't,
2: don't get, don't let him do it. Just pister. talk over him. Just talk yeah. over him. If you talk over him, and we, 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 <laughs> we
1: can transition. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are if on to
2: time defensive
0: tackles. It's Joe, um,
1: sorry. I hate Fire's pick because I feel like it's what, um, a moron would choose just because this fellow has been in commercials and he is highly brandable and he's very likable and he's probably he's one of like the only defensive brandable. tackles it, it's just so stupid all right, go ahead Sarah fire, fire. All right,
2: announcer pick uh don't let sean crap on us it
1: stupid pick bj Raji. what are you going to do the discount double check now too also is that no that he rubs his do?
0: belly he, any, any big man of that size that rubs his belly takes peas in the shower all right sean your pick stupid
1: What's my pick, stupid? Have you seen Pat Williams? Have you watched any of Pat Williams' play? He is a shower pisser. He is mean. Uh, He is built like a house. He is a a force to be reckoned with. This dude... Shower pissers aren't mean. Shower pissers are nice and they love love. No, 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 no. no. Shower pissers don't give an F. That's what I think a shower pisser is. I agree, but that's not being mean. There's a lot of criteria
2: for shower pissers. I, I, I... Oh. Did we lose Sean?
0: I think we lost him.
2: Oh, okay. I guess uh, Joe is gonna be wrapping today's show. <laughs> All right. Well, my pick was Warren Sapp. Sean, you can't defend yourself. Oh, he cut out, he cut back in. Sean, you can't defend yourself. Um BJ Raji, I think you'd have to be crazy not to pick a man uh that, that is as large and as rotund as BJ Raji, not to be a shower pisser. My selection was Warren Sapp. i just if we're talking about overall Personality, not giving an f about anything, being very outgoing—that is the exuding persona of the shower pisser. So I think that is a lock for me. Sean is still frozen. Sean you, or uh, fired. Do you have any closing thoughts?
0: Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. Just, just stay tuned. Stay tuned for a little, little barbecue. A
2: barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you hear us? Are you still? Yeah, I can him? hear you. There I we go. Go ahead. You can close this out now.
1: Whatever. You can follow the show on Twitter at GetToThePointPod. Oh, okay, G- yeah, G- I it. it. have yeah.
2: a little bit more just, <laughs> or... can
1: you, <laughs> you can follow uh. myself on Twitter it's at really cool. Anderson Radio, um, And then you can follow the Twitch stream uh, at GetToThePointPod. If you do enjoy the Twitch, tra- Twitch stream, feel free to share with a friend. Um, we're going to do this every week. We will be seeing our smiling faces and Joe's very thick glasses every single week. Hopefully, Fire actually gets a webcam. Uh, for it, but we'll see about Uh, that.